Good morning. Happy Valentine's Day. It's February 14th. Um, hope you had a great day. Hope you have a wonderful Valentine's Day. And we're going to take a look at devotion this week. We're going to call it the Golden Rule. And we're going to find that in Luke chapter 6, verses 27 to 36, which happens to be our reading, um, gospel reading for this coming Sunday. Open up your Bibles and let's take a look at the text and read it together. Verse 27. But you, to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you. And if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Every sinner do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies. Do good to them and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great and you will be children of the Most High because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. That's our text. So, if I was to wrap up this whole study, this is what I would tell you it is. It says simply, love should be more than just a buzzword for Christians. God showed his love for us when we were still sinners. Likewise, we should love our friends and our enemies alike and show it by treating them the way we want to be treated. So that's how I would wrap this up, this, or summarize this whole devotion of this coming week. Uh, let me start off with an illustration. Years ago, a man came to me for help. His life was, was a mess. And when he looked at the past, he saw many relationships that had shipwrecked. Several of them were still haunting him almost daily. His, his present family and work relationships were tainted with self-centeredness, jealousy, and guilt. Nothing in his life, life worked. And it was all the fault of the others. I offered him some biblical counseling. We talked about his issues and relationships and attitudes with a, an open Bible. I gave him homework to do. But the next time we met, it felt as if we were back where we started. He, he was not ready to listen to me. He was not ready to, to accept the message from the Bible as God's message to him. Um, in his specific situation, he was not ready to act on the advice he was getting. In effect, he says, no, I cannot do that. Give me something else. Don't tell me to change. Tell the others. Do something about my circumstances. I am the victim, not the cause. You won't be surprised then that after a few counseling sessions, he discontinued our meetings. He thought it was useless. If you believe in God, you may seek advice from him every so often. One year when I was teaching 15-year-old youth in confirmation, we had a Q&A session. They could ask anything they wanted, and they can do it anonymously by writing their question on a slip of paper and putting it in the question box. Surprisingly, many uh, questions were of the kind, what should I do in a situation like this? What does the Bible say about this? And how does God want me to act or choose? But it is not just the 15-year-olds, those without life experience and with their whole life ahead of them. We all, young and old, 
want to know how we should go forward in life, what choices to make, how to address difficult issues. And so we pray to God and ask him, please show me what is your will in this matter. Now, of course, we, we don't always get answers, um, but often we do. We do, and, and some are so basic that we find them in the Ten Commandments. Keep the Sabbath holy. Honor your father and mother. Don't steal. Many of our issues and questions can be brought back to basic ethical matters of right and wrong. But the Bible addresses life issues elsewhere as well. And if we keep our Bibles open, we will discover God's speech and hear his voice. God breathes through the words in the Bible. The word of God is alive. The word of God is active. But then, if the answer is not what we want to hear, we often say, nope. You know, we well, we ask God for another option. And if he doesn't give one, i.e., if he's if he's not willing to change his mind, we walk out disappointed uh, at God because he did not provide us with what we would consider a reasonable, viable, and doable alternative. In the end, we draw the line of what is acceptable and reasonable. And God should not cross that line. He should not try to force us out of our comfort zone. In the book of Hebrews, the 12th chapter, verses 25 to 29, are stern, stern warning. Listen to those verses and maybe look it up a little bit later. Chapter 12 of Hebrews, verse 25, says, See to it that you do not refuse or resist him who speaks. That's the warning. It's one thing not to hear God speak. It's quite another to hear him and not listen to it or not obey it. Would you pray with me? Dear gracious Heavenly Father, forgive me for the times that I actually say, uh-uh, give me another option. Do it my way. Help me to, to pay attention to you and hear you when you speak so I can know what to do. I can follow your golden rule. Amen. Thanks for being with us here this morning. Uh, go ahead and read Luke 6, 27 to 36 again. Maybe we can hop over the, the Hebrews chapter 12, verses 25 to 29 and, and ponder that today in preparation for tomorrow. And while you're at it, if you see somebody who you just think might need to hear a little grace, share God's word with them. Go in peace, sir, Lord. We'll see you all tomorrow.